Welcome, everybody, back to Color Break, issue number, I think it's 23. 20. Yeah, 23. So yeah, welcome back to Color Break, uh, your third favorite comic book podcast. I am your co-host, Cody Collects, as always, joined by my co-host, Comic Book Stash. What is going on, dude? I'm alive. Do my eyes deceive me? Is there someone sitting next to you? Who is uh, that? It, 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 it's an illusion of uh, it's film magic. Oh, I see. It, it's kind of like a uh, there's like a green. There's like that line right between you guys. Yeah, you, like the, you the see the that closet, closet door? door? Like right actually, yeah. if I try to like That's, go <laughs> right here, go past it. Look at my fingers disappear. <laughs> for for any audio <laughs> listeners, that was the dumbest joke we've made so far. I don't know. We made a lot of dumb jokes, but dude, why don't you introduce us to your get to the guest? On nah, the this show? is a. This is my girlfriend Alexa. Hello. Um, which Welcome like she does show. have socials, and we'll we'll share them at the end of the episode, of course, Yay. and we'll put them in the bio. Cool. Of course, of course. Um, so Christian, tell me, dude, why why is why is Lex on, dude? Why why is Lex on? What, what are we gonna talk know. about in this episode? Cause she's sort of a nerd too, you know. Hmm. In her own right. <laughs> okay. And yeah, she got I mean, me in- so like. Yeah, she she. I, from what I've heard, she's the one who got you in a comic book. So we pretty much have her to thank for uh, your mustache. Even didn't you not have a mustache before you started your your TikTok? I didn't have a mustache before I started dating her. I can tell okay. you, it was February four, uh, February nineteenth, twenty nineteen. We went to visit her mom, and I was like, I forgot to shave, and it was like. <laughs> I had like two hairs on my face and she was like, you look good. And I was like, okay. Nice. That was, that was the birth of the stash. stash. It it took a minute, (laughs) but like to get like this thick, although it's not like the thickest mustache, it took a minute. When you say a minute, how long did it take you? I would just say to get to this point, like probably like a year because I'd never really grown it out. Like I would always shave it. So I don't want to. I don't want the, this to turn into like me just asking Lex like personal questions about you. Um, <laughs> but I will ask one thing, Lex. I will ask one thing. Okay. How do you feel about Christian's mustache, dude? Be honest. You liking it? But I do. I like the stash. At first, yeah, I, I think did it's. It. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, mm, I I do like his like, because he like, he has like a baby face without the stash. He does. I really he does. Enjoyed that. And then right. But I got used to it, and I, I like it. I mean, I've been through so many changes. I had, like, hair down to my shoulders at right. some point in our relationship. Yeah. I remember, like, telling her, and she can correct me if she wants. I was like, I'm going to grow my hair out. And she was like, no, I like it short. <laughs> then I grew it right. out, and at some point I was like, I'm going to cut it. I hate this. And she was like, no, I like it long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice, dude. No, I mean, that, that's the cool thing about uh, I, if, if my girlfriend was here, she would tell you, too, I've been through so many different hair changes throughout our nine years of dating so yeah you had that you had the beaver right well listen i I had the beaver before it was called the beaver right i want to i want to put that out there (laughs) technically beavers got the cody all right that's the truth (laughs) um but listen we're supposed to talk about comic books at some point so kind of in the same realm uh lex why don't you give us your nerd origin story it's something we always ask a guest um why don't you lay it on us dude How'd you, how'd you get so nerdy? How did I get so nerdy? Um, this is this is funny. This is a funny question because is this pertaining to comic books or is this pertaining to like film? That's mainly. It's a good question. Um, right. So like f- from what I've heard, like so Christian uh, has told me that you're a pretty decent fan of the uh, like superhero movies and stuff like that. Um, I don't know how many like comics you've read or anything, but. Okay. Um, just how'd you get into like the the general nerddom like what was your what was like your first fandom i guess is maybe a good question okay um uh, <laughs> this is so funny because i don't know what to say um i okay i'll say how i started watching the movies and yeah, yeah. all the comic book things um so it really is from my dad shout out to my father he's the one shout that's out. actually like grew up watch like reading comic books him and his brothers like it would be like a neighborhood thing they would all trade comics at one point there was there's a story that there was some kid that stole all my uncle's 
comics, and then he went back to his house to steal it all back, like, when he was not there. Oh, yeah. We gotta get this dude on. Like, he has so many, like, stories. So so this is Lex's dad? This is Lex's dad that you're talking Lex about? Is... Yeah, it's, like, my, yeah. It's my father, because, um, I went and watched Iron Man, uh, and Iron Man kind of scared me, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> It's a little scary. I mean, that situation being kidnapped by terror, it's a little scary. Yeah, like he had to take me out of the theater. It was a whole thing. But I was like, no, I could power through it. I could watch it. It's okay. I'm good. And then we did. We watched it. It was was pretty good. I was like, um, later in life, I had to rewatch it. So I'm like, oh, I want to see what I was scared of and face my fears. So I rewatched it. And I was like, yeah, this is this is a kick-ass film. <laughs> I, I will say, there's like a scene where he blows up like 20 members of the Seven Rings. That, that's exactly what scared me. I was like, oh, <laughs> take me out of the theater right now. I'm too scared for this. No, I think, you know, so it's so funny when, uh, you know, in retrospect, when you're watching like some of the early MCU films, because like, like in theory, Tony Stark has never killed anyone before, right? Like he's just this drunk dude. But then he just, he's killing everybody. <laughs> missiles like they're all exploding you know he goes he goes from like being like a drunk millionaire or billionaire (laughs) to like just being a mass murderer like mind you yeah he's killing bad people but like right right which is like and i'll say this like and people might hate me for this i'm team cap when it comes to civil war um and i know a lot of people hate me for it but like tony's like whole thing is like in civil war he's like Oh, we the Avengers act on emotion, and we cannot do that. And like, it's like, no, buddy, you act on emotion. Literally, the whole reason why he says the this the, he supports the Sokovia Accords is because someone told him you killed my son, and he gets emotional. It's true. It's so, true, like, man. That yeah. man has like a weird moral sense. Yeah, dude, it's all mixed up. Um. Oh wait, so Lex, dude, I want to I want to dig just just that little deeper, right? Um, so, so I know that you are in like the, the movie and film like industry, right? So that's pretty sick. Uh, just yeah. like Christian, you both have degrees in, I don't know what you have degrees in some, some art thing, right? It's a, it's a, an associate in film and technology. Yeah. So it's it's an associate okay. in science and film technologies. Yeah. So, so I guess the question for you, Lex is, um, like when, when did you decide, cause you know, you have to be probably pretty into movies and stuff. And it sounds like your dad influenced a lot of that. Um, like when did you decide that you wanted to kind of pursue like to to go into the field right because you love you know it sounds like you like movies so much that you wanted to go into the field um right. so like what was what's all that like with you with you uh so yeah once again shout out to my dad he's the one that's shout really like <laughs> really put his propaganda on me growing up <laughs> um i remember like during the summers, he would give me, um, he would call them movie assignments. So he'd give me oh, okay. a movie to watch, and then I would have to give, like, my full review on it to actually. And so when when doing those, I was starting to really get the grasp of film and film theory and, like, kind of having these conversations with my father. And then it's like, oh, film is a, it's a medium for storytelling. So, like that's really what drawn me to uh to film and to want to pursue yeah. it is to tell stories and i can mention this because no one will find these so like and we won't put it on the show but uh her dad had a, a radio show the radio dance show at that point he would do it weekly or daily right um yeah he would do it weekly i don't know if it was daily okay. he would change it sometimes it was like every sunday he'd or it would be like every Wednesday and Tuesday or something like that. But it yeah, be, it would change. At like okay. age like nine, she would jump on the show and give her little reviews about the movies. Oh. That's okay, sick. But, That's actually really cool. Okay, but I did force my dad to do it because uh, he would, he would, you know, be sitting at a desk just like this with his mic, and I was so interested in being in his show. I was like, Dad, please, I want to be in the show. <laughs> But he would always film. Um, so my parents, I didn't grow my parents together. So he would, um, I would see him on every other weekend. So he would normally film when I wasn't there. 
on purpose too. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it was a schedule that he had to stick to or something. But like, I usually wasn't around. So when we did the um, the little reviews, they were called Alexa's Retro Reviews. Nice. So he, he made like a whole segment just for me, but they were pre-recorded. But his um his show was um his show was live. Nice. No, so like everything I I keep hearing like little tidbits about your dad, and of course, uh, you know, on your YouTube channel, you had that uh, the Vlogmas series um, yeah. with all the teas, right? And yeah. dude, I fell in love with your dad. I think he's so funny. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I love any opportunity that you uh, you like showcase your dad. I think he's just like one of the funniest guys. So I, I listen. I would love to have him on. I don't know, if Christian. No, no, he's great. We'll we'll have yeah. him on for sure. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> yeah, dude. So I don't know that. that, that I just love all those uh those nostalgic stories. Thank you for sharing, Lex. Um, but yeah, listen, we talked a little bit about the MC, right? Let's just get into our number two topic, I guess, technically. Our top three MCU movies. How do you want to do this, Christian? Where do we start? You want to start uh, with you, your own, buddy? Uh, I'll do my number one, then you can do your number one, and then... Well, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, do you want to start number one? Because I mean, that is oh, we'll do like number three, favorite, first. right? Do you want to yeah, start no, we'll from do the number bottom three? Or... All do right. three. Yeah, it'd be kind of like anticlimactic to be like, this is my favorite one. My favorite one, right? There. <laughs> um, okay, so I got them all here, written down in front of me. Here we go. Uh, I'm going to do uh, honorable mentions real quick. I'm going to give an honorable mention to Spider Man Homecoming. You know, not my favorite Spider-Man movie, especially with Across Spider-Verse out and Into the Spider-Verse. I mean, that was just clear anything, right? But um, Spider-Man Homecoming is a great you know, start for Spider-Man in the MCU. <laughs> Tom Holland, a little bit too buff, in my opinion. Needs to be a little lankier, but I feel like he's a pretty good uh, Peter Parker and Spider-Man overall. Um, so yeah, Spider-Man Homecoming. And I'll just do my next, uh, my next Guardians of the Galaxy. That's going to be... Those three films, I'm going to put as an honorable mention. I, unfortunately, I don't think they crack into my top three, uh, any one of them. Maybe the third one has like the highest chance, but um, but yeah, I'm going to give Guardians of the Galaxy all the honorable mentions. Wait, which is interesting because the first one was your favorite for the longest time. Yeah, I think I switched recently. Um, well, no, I'm guessing, yeah. No, no, I think for the longest time it, it was uh, Guardians 1, but I don't know. I, I saw it recently and... Um, I don't know. It kind of wore off a little bit, right? Yeah. So I don't know. It's still very good. I mean, it's still like you know, top, I don't know, top five or something. But, um, but yeah, that's how I'd have it. Yeah, uh, I can do honorable mentions, and I just want to yeah. give an honorable mention to one movie that a lot of people hate, and I don't okay. understand the hate. And it's I think the I know Eternals. What you're say. There you go. <laughs> it's a, it's a good fucking movie, man. I don't no, know. What listen, it, man. I love that you love it. I love. Remember we had Ken on, and Ken was saying how how much he loves it. Oh, I um, I think it's great. I think it's very cinematic, and I and cinematic is a stupid word because it can mean anything and nothing at the same time. Uh, but that's why uh, I love it. That's why we like. It kind of cinematic. escapes the it escapes the formula of what the MCU movies looked like for a long time. Okay. Um. Yeah. And uh. And my second honorable mention is uh Shang Chi, which I know is probably on your list, but uh. It is on my list, but you know, I respect it. I respect it. Um, Lex, do you do you have any honorable mentions that you'd like to to throw out there before we jump into our lists? Okay, let me see. Um, because I didn't know we were gonna do honorable mentions, so I just thought about sorry, the, yeah, top three. put you in the hot seat. So it's, it's cool. I could just um honorable mentions. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of movies there's a lot of mcu movies Dude, i was looking at the list of like oh yeah just me before too. we went live like i was looking at the full list of them like oh my goodness <laughs> okay okay i think i got what i think i got some all right uh i think winter soldier okay definitely an honorable mention it's a classic classic uh it's cutting edge <laughs> you want to say um, oh yeah dude for sure and then let's see. I'm just gonna put Iron Man just to say because I that was my favorite, even though it, it did scare me. But it was like once I saw it for the second time, I thought it was really good. And then third, I think I'll do the the first um, 
Spider-Man with Tom Holland. Is nice. that also Homecoming? Or yeah. okay, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna also say that too. Nice, yeah. No, I think that's a that's a super great honorable mention list. Um, yeah, people. I won't say speak on some of them people... because some of them might be on my list, so I won't say any more <laughs> than that. <laughs> people say uh, Multiverse of Madness is the first horror movie in, in the MCU. Nah, it's Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's... you're like eight or nine. <laughs> <laughs> The way he commits war crimes, I mean, that's that's terrifying. Right? <laughs> yeah, one thing I will say on Iron Man, um, I, you know, I just think like the the way it started, like the way the MCU started in this grounded, you know, realistic. Robert Downey Jr. obviously killed it um, as Tony Stark. Great casting there. So yeah, got to give props to Iron Man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, if you want, I can start with my number three. Then we throw it to you, Cody, and then we'll throw it to Lex. All right, yeah, let's go for it. Okay. Number threes. My number three is. Give me one second. I should. I should have pulled this up. <laughs> uh, my number three is Endgame. Okay. And uh, Endgame. mind you, like Endgame is basically my number three because of the emotions I felt at the movie theater. Listen, that counts. I mean, it's it's a culmination of like whatever ten years or whatever. You know what I mean? So I think that's that's justified. I don't the emotions is. in the theater. I don't. I don't think I could. Like I've. I recently watched like the theater reactions and I cried. I I remember being there. She was there with me. She had to like hold me down. I stood up. She was like. Yeah, he stood I, up I in the theater. Felt those emotions, um, especially that like that scene, when they're all like, when it's like Captain America, Iron Man, they're all fighting. Thanos, that that really. I would kind of wish it was just them fighting him because it was right. really like it was really brutal, but right, like all the OGs, right? Like it's it's like a full exactly. circle loop to yep, exactly. yeah, and you, and you get that hammer pull. Oh, dude. So okay, so let me ask you guys this: Were you guys able to to keep away from spoilers? Like, did you see the movie like as soon as it was in theaters, pretty much, and like didn't see anything online? Yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I she hates me for it probably, but I drag her premiere day like it's annoying because like you do encounter like the most amount of people you'll see in your lifetime. I don't yeah. hate it. <laughs> I just don't like when it's when I have to work the next day and it's a midnight showing. That's the only thing I don't oh, like. I fully love like audience participation. Like that I am down for that. Oh yeah, like it, it, it's so it's so interesting to think about. Like I'm trying to think I've had some of my best movie experiences, like like in the theater, but I've also had some of my worst, like seeing an MCU movie. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just it's like it's like a flip of a coin sometimes, right? But I will say, when I saw Endgame, hundred percent, that was that's one of my favorite theater experiences. Just the whole crowd like losing their mind at the same time. Can't beat it, man. I I yeah. I remember not crying, but I could feel like the like just like the my breath, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. That's yeah, a great number three. Going crazy. <laughs> um, Cody, what's your number three? Yeah, dude, number three. So I'm actually gonna put number three. I'm gonna put Winter Soldier. So Lex uh, mentioned it earlier. Yeah. I think um, you know, I was looking at the list of like the the movies released chronologically, and I don't know, man. Winter Soldier like totally changed the the way I look at MCU movies. Right, yeah. longest time. Everyone always complains about the MCU cookie cutter, whatever you want to say. All the mcu is dead guys they all say the same thing um i feel like that was the first one that showed me not nah, these superhero movies can can you know cross genres right like winter soldier is solidly like a spy thriller um and that's something that i couldn't really see fitting in the mcu like just the just the the state of what it was at that point um but yeah winter soldier came out man it just blew my mind i thought i thought that movie was super sick um at that point too, I didn't know anything about uh the Winter Soldier like from the comics. So I think the uh you know, the introduction of uh this Winter Soldier Bucky, um, that's still like a really cool moment and I don't know, man, the final fight is really cool. Yeah. And uh yeah, I just like the the kind of genre shift that it gave the MCU at the time. So I, f- yeah, I feel Soldier. like it had like it at least at the moment it felt like the biggest stakes we'd had in the MCU. Right. Right, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent, like, like the the hydras infiltrated everything. I mean, that was that's just like oh, like crap. don't get me wrong. Like this is after like post Battle of New York and Avengers one, yeah, right? right. <laughs> there's yeah. something like and and like this is gonna sound stupid. There's something about like aliens and like when we get like more like 
sci-fi that like I don't feel the stakes as much for some reason. Like I feel like when it's just like two dudes just beating each other up, I'm like, this yeah. is dangerous. I think it's because it's the more human aspect of it, and you know, right. aliens in real life don't exist. But you know, there's some people that believe that they exist. But you know what I'm saying, like in that sort of way. Me and Cody put us in that list. <laughs> I um, listen. This world is big. The, the there's probably galaxies beyond galaxies, and I I kind of do believe that there's some other life forms out there. But right, no, there's I mean, always the I, two I, schools of thought, right? Like, do you believe that they've been to Earth or not? Because I'm kind of like they're probably out there, but maybe they haven't been to Earth. That's just me. I don't know. I, I will like I will say they're probably not like the Chitori and uh and Avengers. That yeah, that's exactly what I was trying to say. Like, they probably don't right. Look. <laughs> they probably don't look like that, but who knows? Yeah, I think, um, you know, along that same point, Christian, like when you're talking about the battle in New York and stuff, yeah, I think the, the stakes aren't as high because it really is just like a bunch of CG. You know what I mean? Like it's... Which I'll say this, and Infinity War flipped the script on that because like for the longest time, I'd be like, bunch of heroes fighting aliens. We know who's going to win. Right, true. That's true. Yeah, like at the end, it's like nobody won yeah just like the total horde that that was like the scariest aspect of the the chitauri or whatever was just like there's so many of them in that in that final battle um in, in infinity war so yeah i think that that like raised the stakes for me um but yeah i think you know you guys were talking about it just the human aspect of you know cap and the, the winter soldier um just their relationship and you know he still believed that there was you know good good to be found in in his old friend bucky dude so yeah definitely Loving that human. It aspect. sounds like it sounds like such a like nineteen fifties like white friendship. Yeah, this is my friend Bucky, <laughs> my buddy Bucky. <laughs> but yeah, dude, that's my number three. Let's throw it to Lex. Lex, what's your number three? Okay, my number three is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I, I just love when you know some misfits get together and they gotta. They're just it's it's a fun time. I really like watching an MCU movie and thinking, all right, we're gonna have a fun time. And the soundtrack is really good too. So, so let me ask you this, like, so if uh, if Guardians is like your number three, um, have you seen like any of uh, James Gunn's other like superhero movies? Like, have you seen uh, the Suicide Squad or that sort of thing? Like, are you a fan of James Gunn or more just a fan of like the the Guardians characters rather than the director? That's a good question. Um... I would say his Guardians trilogy is kind of my favorite. I'm not the biggest fan of Suicide Squad, but yeah, he he is doing a good job with Guardians. I do like two and three as well. Might as well put them in the in the pot of honorable mentions. Yeah, 100%. I, I will say we of course watched... the holiday special. I mean, can't forget about that. <laughs> I will say we watched the Suicide Squad together. You know, like not the first <laughs> one. Ignore the first one. <laughs> Oh, I forgot one. about that one. I forgot all about that one, dude. And uh, <laughs> it just like, like it's a very good movie, and I love it. But it it just feels like, ah, let's just be gory for the sake of being gory, you know? It's really chaotic. It's a cre- it's a chaotic film. That's true. Yeah, that is true. And yeah, when you really break it down, it is kind of like just like a simple story. Um, but. I still think that that's probably one of the better DCU movies. Just oh, hundred. I mean, if you put it in DC and you put it in DCU, <laughs> it, yeah. it clears. It's probably like top one or two, probably right. So, not not a not a very high bar to to clear. So, I would agree yeah, because, um, especially in the first half, when like they really they really get you with the like the first team right. that goes out, and you're thinking, all right, this is our team. But I'm like, I didn't see any of these guys in the trailer. <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. oh, okay. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh, so I will ask uh, Lex too. Um, did, have you seen a Peacemaker? Actually, the the HBO show. I haven't. How is that? So, P- so I would recommend uh, Peacemaker. <laughs> it's it's definitely it's definitely closer to like the the things you might like about Guardians. Um, might might get away from like the the Suicide Squad. Um, okay. So yeah, that that, that is like a, a misfit type of group, and then you got John Cena just. Oh, and it has uh, one of Alexa's dad's favorite superheroes, Vigilante. Oh, I was going <laughs> to... Okay. Oh, you know what? I have I have a copy of Vigilante number one. 
he he and his brother used to read Vigilante a lot. Nice. That's that might be the only person I've ever heard of listening to or like reading <laughs> Vigilante. We'll That's ask cool. him when we ask him, you know? Yeah, yeah. Tell me about Vigilante. <laughs> um, no, that's cool. All right, Christian, your number two, dude? Uh, my number two is uh, another one based on emotions. It's No Way Home. No Way Home, okay. Okay, yeah. It was like, I mean, we can get into like uh, substance versus like just spectacle, but like I felt like it was a very like heartfelt movie, just full of substance in general. Like it's the culmination of the trilogy, but also it feels like the culmination of like Spider-Man in general. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Because it's not like the other Spider-Man just show up like, it's me. <laughs> uh, they they show up and actually do something, you know, like yeah. they help Tom Holland like get to like where he needs to be in life. Uh, it's sort of like accepting like, hey, you know, you won't always succeed. That was the last one that came out, correct? Yes. Okay, yeah. I think in the end, where you get that tragic Spider-Man, mm. because he is, that's a tragic story, Spider-Man. So it's like, okay, I'm ready to see this Peter Parker. I'm ready for it. Yeah, I think uh, the, like, the farther away we get from uh, from No Way Home, it's definitely, it's dropping a little bit. Um, I think that not a perfect movie by any means, um you know it's got some maybe like pacing issues and stuff like that um but listen christian i mean you can't beat that moment of seeing like just seeing toby in in a spider-man movie again is just so crazy right like yeah that that alone is just i don't know i i see why it's in your top three yeah that's what i'll say i yeah. i I, I believe that like film is more than like oh i watched two hours or something and like it's more like, oh, this is a feeling that, like, I will, like, remember forever. You know, like, when I talk about my favorite movie memories, like, they're yeah. related to a feeling, you know? Right. Like, how did this movie make me feel? And, like, we once again, we watched it together. Like, No Way Home, like, seemed someone, like, actually give me, like, a high five at the movie theater. Yeah. That's sick, that, dude. Yeah, like interacting with all the other Spider-Man fans there, man. That's cool. Yeah, someone turning to me and being like, <laughs> like a random guy. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, and like that's at the cool. moment, I wasn't like, oh, who's this random guy? Like next, no, it was just like, I'm with you. Like, yeah, this is crazy. Like, I'm with you, dude. Yeah, nice. Um, no, man. But yeah, number two. I, I will say just before we get off Spider-Man No Way Home, somehow I didn't get that spoiled for me either. Um, just the fact that the other Spider-Men were in the movie. Of course, it was like rumor for like such a long time, but I think right. they did a pretty good job of keeping that under wraps. I think a lot of people were were actually like truly surprised. Um, I mean, so. I will say it's like it's that same thing of like, yeah, sure, it came true, but like if uh Superior Iron Man was in uh Multiverse of Madness, it would have been the same thing of like we're just throwing a big idea out there, see if it sticks. So like, it's not like people figure it out it was just a theory you know like there's been a bunch of theories like this character is going to show up like so yeah a bunch of theories um but i remember at the time like uh because you know andrew garfield was doing stuff for other movies like he did that one uh click click boom tick tick boom whatever tick, it's tick, boom. You know what I'm talking about? oh my god yeah Great movie. so he was on the press store for that and he kept getting you know pounded with questions people are like are you in spider-man bro like let us know and he had to play coy right and play so coy about it um so that that's where I was like that that's where like a lot of the rumors were coming from from what I seen like the, the plausible rumors anyways but yeah um those are super fun but, but I feel like even if you like got it spoiled like it would have been the same thing you know still seeing them right. there would have been like right cuz you can have it spoiled that they're in there but to, to like you were saying it could have just been a like you know you see them in the background of I don't know something going on but no nah, they they were truly in the movie and and like you said they uh you know, they really helped Tom Holland out of a little rough spot. Just a little yeah, bad day, you know? Yes. Yeah, it does suck that his his Aunt May died. I wonder if... Because that means his Uncle Ben and his Aunt May are dead, bro. Yeah. That's brutal. Died, I mean, that's just yeah, brutal. Brutal death. Right, and, like, you want to talk about canon events. I mean, Tom Holland's got... <laughs> way more canon events than the other guys you know what i'm saying like the, what i think about is like people are like oh you know like the blade from like the the, the glider hitter in the back right 
Right. Even if that blade wasn't out, she's paralyzed for life. Oh yeah, I mean that thing's flying. It was flying like right at her spine, bro. Like her her L seven disc or whatever shattered, bro. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> like forever paralyzed if she survived that. Like, it- yeah, I I I believed in my heart that she wasn't gonna die in that moment. So it was really crazy when she actually did. I'm like, there's no way. Yeah. Why why would they? There's no need, right? But ah oh, man, they had to do it to her. <laughs> What's your uh, what's your number two, buddy? Number two. You mentioned it earlier. I couldn't have a top list MCU movies without Shang-Chi, dude. Shang-Chi. And you know what? Um recently, like when we're last week when we were talking about this recording, um, I hadn't seen Shang-Chi I, maybe I've seen it like twice, like one time in the theater, like when it first got on uh Disney Plus as well. So like those two times. I saw it this past weekend on TV. Um I, I turn on the TV and it's on the bus fighting scene, dude. And it, it blew my mind all over again. I'm like, this is such a such badass. Like there there isn't fighting like that in the MCU, right? So I I don't know. As a as a big fan of like martial arts and of course like you know all the the Asian heritage and stuff um into the movie. Simu Leo just killing it, dude. Love that guy. I hope there's no yeah. allegations against that guy, bro, because that guy what a cool guy. Well, thankfully, I haven't paid $100 to meet him. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, it's uh, not like I have a framed picture with that guy in my wall. Oh, you got it framed, too. Yeah. Uh, but, you I know, bad, man. I, I will say, like, my fear with Shang-Chi, especially with, like, how problematic the comics were in the, the beginning, you know, the fact that, like, True. he was actually, like, yellow. Like right no yeah it's very problematic comic book history yeah. for sure. I was like, um, how are they gonna make this like martial arts? Because like there's like Ip Man and like you know Bruce Lee movies, but then you also have like the Rush Hours of the world. Yeah, so I was like, true. how are they gonna do the I martial love Rush arts? Hour, but yeah, it oh, no, very... it's great. And we can get into like the new Rush Hour that's coming out, but like we won't. Um, my thing was like how are they gonna really bring like the martial arts world into the mcu and make it like respectable to like such an art form you know yeah true i think uh and yeah i think to to your point i think they nailed it um you know i'm not saying the movie's perfect by any means i think the it kind of might like stumble and trip over itself like in the the back like fifth of the movie maybe um it gets kind of weird with like the cgi dragon and all that stuff not the biggest fan of but Dude, when you get down to it, when it's just Simu Leo just kicking ass, that's like my favorite MCU shit, dude. You can't beat it. It's so sick. Um, so yeah, easy number two. My yeah, easy my only problem two. with that movie was Aquafina. Aquafina. So yeah, so when I was rewatching the movie, um, I like Aquafina as an actress. Uh, I think, yeah, I think she's in like a weird role. It's like a weird role for her where she's like the 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 friend the buddy right and mcu movies have this this problem with just like the the side character that just gets caught up in everything or whatever um, yeah and then it's like you know let me shoot an arrow for the first time and hit like a monster 300 feet away right in the heart <laughs> yeah see th- that's where i think the movie starts stumbling is i i don't know why it had to be like a cgi crazy crazy thing but um yeah wasn't the biggest fan of that but Listen, I'm excited for Shang Chi too, man. Where where is it? How come he's not? How come he's not on the lineup, Christian? What the heck, man? Shang Chi and the Legend of the Eight Rings. I'm excited. <laughs> where are we seeing that guy in the next MCU project, dude? Uh, my guess is uh, after credit scene of Marvels because, hear me out. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Kamala has the the bands I, or whatever. Yeah, the, the like, like a band, right? And uh, at the end of Shang-Chi, they, like, miss, miss, uh, Captain Marvel's like, hey, we need to check your rings out. There's something about them. Okay. And I feel like it's, like, because they say, like, they're made of, like, some alien, like, whatever, like, otherworldly thing. Yeah, yeah. And I think it might be the same thing, like, the same origin of the, the rings and the bands. Gotcha. Yeah, See, okay. yeah okay. That makes sense. That so makes, they'd be tied yeah. tied together in that way. That's a good theory. I like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think if I made up the theory or if I, or I hate it, heard it somewhere and like just regurgitating like some like obscure knowledge in my brain, but like I think it makes sense. Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, 
yeah dude that's my that's my number two i'm just looking forward to seeing simu liu in barbie you guys ready for barbie oh i'm yeah. the most ready yeah i am ready for barbie um yeah, but yeah we move on to lex's number two okay lay it on my us number two is thor ragnarok nice yeah how, the, how did i forget about thor Ra- i don't think it would have made my top three but i somehow forgot about that when trying to come up with this list but um that wasn't my top t top t <laughs> top two because of the the it's just so funny i like and um i had to look it up who was directing it and i was like that's why it's so funny and it Taika. sucks that like thor love and thunder couldn't really you know yeah the same vibe because I, really I don't know it. what happened with that to your I point haven't seen i have no yet, idea that's what i heard what happened yeah oh you haven't even seen it yet yeah i don't don't worry about it you, you're fine missing that one i think <laughs> i mean I like if you want to watch natalie portman kick ass for a minute it's a good time that's what i was down for it's like almost so sick you know what i mean like that movie is almost so sick but i don't know what i still I think it's a really... good time it's a good time i'm not, I'm not saying yeah you'll definitely have fun watching i don't regret seeing it in theaters you know what i mean um but yeah, definitely following Love and Thunder, or sorry, following uh, Ragnarok. Definitely looking forward to to Love and Thunder, but just didn't live up to those expectations I had. No. Uh, so Lex, same question though with the James Gunn thing. Do you like Taika Waititi? Oh yeah. Are you just yeah. like a big? I, yeah. I, I I love him. Um. Uh, what is it? What we do in the shadows? That's him, right? Correct. Yeah, what yes. we do in the shadows. Love that. <laughs> Uh yeah, like the, I haven't really watched the show, but I've seen the movie. Okay. And when I watched the movie, I was like, oh my god, this is so good. And I was like, and I think that's the first time I ever watched like a mockumentary. And I was okay. like, wait, you could do that? You can make a documentary that is not real? What? It blew my mind. And he he also wrote one of your favorite shows. Right? What is it? Flight of the Concords? Flight oh my god, Concords. Flight of the Concords is way too funny. Like it has me like like i'm blue in the face when i watch that show nice Dude, i mean listen i like Ty, uh taika's he had that one uh jojo rabbit it was really good oh um, yeah yeah that was i good. haven't watched it's good and then uh he has a uh, flag black flag means death or something like that our flag oh death. yes our flag means oh. death which is which is like um which is kind of <laughs> flight of the concords adjacent like it's similar and he has like the guy that was in flight of the concords you know playing their uh band manager he's in um our flag meets death yeah no flight of the flight of the concords has probably my favorite joke of all time um because they're from where are they from new zealand right yeah they're from new zealand um and i'm gonna like completely butcher this joke and like i i please go watch flight of the concords i haven't watched all of it but this joke (laughs) It's just like I think about it all the I time. Think, I think it's because I showed you the scene. I was like, if yeah. you don't watch this, at least watch this scene. So basically, <laughs> like, uh, one of them gets like, like mugged, and then like the other one leaves him alone. Like, just fight or flight. He chose fly. Um, and then they come back, and they're like, "How oh, do you think he left? You know, or something?" And he they have thick New Zealand accents, and he says, "Maybe he did. You know, maybe he's dead." But it sounds like he just says, maybe I did. Yeah, and he says... They have, like, American... They have an American friend. Oh, they have an American friend who's like, maybe he did what? He's like, no, maybe he did. He's like, <laughs> oh, okay. Did. What did he maybe do or didn't do? <laughs> it's, like, it's like a 30-minute just, like, conversation of nothing. Nah, dude, I think... Yeah, I think... Listen, so even if Love and Thunder wasn't my favorite, he did Ragnarok, he's done all these cool projects... I'm still right. looking forward for the next Taika f- project. You know what I mean? I think. Yeah. You know, Someone's maybe maybe MCU, job. he's over it, and he can just start doing more. He's doing know, a Star Wars like one, that. right? Apparently, I, I don't know if I don't know the latest news on that Star Wars movie, but um, I think he did. He direct like a couple episodes of Mandalorian, episode like one, I think. Two. Okay, yeah, I couldn't remember he, which one. So, I mean, he, listen, pl- man, he I plays think, uh, IG. What is it? IG Eleven or something? The robot. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He voices, yeah, He was the uh, voice. Yep. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I like Taika, man. Keep, keep, keep on doing what you're doing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my number, number one, one, I guess. My number one. 
is a, a very obscure one. Nah, it's Winter Soldier, man. I oh, okay. oh wow. I cannot replicate like just like how good that movie is. Yeah. It's a good one, man. I gotta rewatch it soon. It's been like a decent time. It's been a decent like, while since I've seen it, but it's still I might, such an impression on me. So I might be wrong, but I like at least my first memory of like the the Avengers disguise, you know, is in that movie. Oh right. You know the Avengers disguise, right? Classic dude. <laughs> yeah, the hat, hoodie, sunglasses. Yeah, dude. That's <laughs> yeah. you never be noticed ever. <laughs> <laughs> no i mean for me like that's just such a classic movie it also made me think like i was thinking about like who's this scroll and not because of a uh, secret invasion coming out on the 21st right um sam jackson like uh nick fury bled red in that in that movie let's not forget and we oh, know i got gotcha. you you know that scrolls bleed green so right right so i'm gonna say but no that movie really changed the game for me we get uh Batrock or like whatever Balrock, whatever his name is. The Leaper. The Leaper doing like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I remember like because he's a UFC fighter, George St. Pierre. And right, I was yeah. like, Oh, he's gonna be in the movie, that's so cool, and then he's in it for like thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah. I mean he still probably cleared like, you know, a couple million or something just for his brief appearance, but but also, like, and something important, they give Black Widow a lot of, like, screen time in that movie. And, like, that's when I was like, oh, she's, like, because in Avengers, she's cool. But, like, they don't, she doesn't really get that much. You know, she's just, like, a human there. But in in Winter Soldier, they really develop her character a bit more. And I like that a lot. Yeah, 100%. I think uh, that's something that, that I didn't talk about when, um, you know, we brought up Winter Winter Soldier. But... Definitely a highlight of the movie is Natalie Portman's performance. I think she killed it. Natalie Portman. Um, uh, sorry, there, I got her name wrong right there. It's okay, um, buddy. Sorry, I'm like writing notes at the same time. But um, yeah, I think you know what would have been interesting if they released like the Black Widow movie like closely after Winter Soldier. Probably one hundred percent. Uh, made a ton more sense like for that character's story and like you said, it, it's great that they were able to flesh her out in Winter Soldier. Um, because yeah, for the longest time she was just kind of. Yeah, I don't want to say eye candy. Like there was more depth than that, but it was very, uh, you know, definitely looking for, for more of that. Uh, well, my my there. thing with uh, and I'll say like just a quick note on Black Widow. It's a good movie, first of all. I don't think it's that bad, but I feel like the problem with that movie is like there's high stakes in the movie, but by putting it after Endgame, you know the stakes are not important. Yeah, man. I don't know what they. I mean, I get that it may it makes sense to do an origin story, but yeah, it's like you. <laughs> I don't know. Like I've seen, like it, it's like five years. I don't remember. I forget where it is. Where where does it lie in the MCU timeline? Isn't it after? Is it after Winter Soldier? Yeah, it's before Endgame. Basically, it's like before Infinity yeah. War. I think. Right. So, yeah. Like, so just totally. Like, is she gonna survive? Yes, she is. We know this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No stakes, man. Yeah. So yeah, what's your number one? A lot of MCU problems have probably have like that issue with the low stakes. Um, my number one, dude. Endgame, it's got to be, for all the reasons we've mentioned already. Because, um, you know, when I, when I was thinking about it, like I wanted to maybe move Shang-Chi up or maybe Winter Soldier could be my number one or one of the Guardians. I think it had to be Endgame, exactly for the reasons you mentioned, Christian. Just the just the theater experience and everything around that and, you know, all the emotions, the culmination of the 10 years and stuff like um, So, yeah, I thought it was a, a good conclusion to a lot of these uh, – you know, classic Tony Stark and Chris Evans as Captain America and end and to their role. Um little swan song. So yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I don't think great. there's a lot to say about that movie that like we've haven't said. But um yeah. like all right. My number one is Wolverine. Or Logan. Uh, no, Logan, sorry. Nice. Wolverine. Yeah, which, like, it's, like, we forget that, like, now, like, all these projects and, like, did something, like, I wanted to put Across the Spider-Verse as my number, as my number one. And, right. like, people people might say, like, oh, MCU, like, oh, that's not, an, but, like, everything and now is the MCU. And I think we got to, like. Oh, yeah, like, the, the the multiverse, I mean, the doors have been kicked open, right? Like, anything can count. So, so Lex, just to clarify, um, was your number one Logan or was it uh, 
Wolverine. Cause I think Wolverine's no, no. the one where he's in like Japan or whatever. Yeah, no, Logan is the one I was referring to, but I forget. Okay, cool. That, that yeah, not, not that Wolverine's Logan. bad, but I think it, it makes more sense that your pick would be Logan. I will say. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, because I just like the way that it's not in the same lens. We're looking at this film as more of a, a serious, as a, a serious movie, and I kind of yep. like that the MCU can create movies like that that are a little bit more dramatic a little bit harder to watch a little bit uh something that you could see that being nominated for at the academy awards like that would be really cool not not to say like the other ones couldn't but this one i feel like had it took a serious take yeah i mean i mean like if you know, if it wasn't Hugh, I mean, it, Hugh Jackman's great in the role, but like if he played something, like if he wasn't Wolverine in the movie, right? Like if he was just some old dude with claw hands or whatever, um, it's still like an excellently uh, executed film. Still got a lot of heart. Love that story. Uh, you know, it's like the classic trope where like the, you know, the guys taking care, the older mentor is taking care of like the, you know, we, we've seen that trope a lot, but I think they executed it really well. Um, yeah. And to your point, I hope that that is like a a good blueprint for MC moving forward. Like, yeah, you can have rated R like more adult films, right? Like, I think there's room for all the different uh, genre exploration. Like, you can you can have like a you know, like I'm hoping that the Deadpool movie um, kind of takes that into account. And who gives a shit if kids don't fucking go to the movie, Christian? All right, dude. I'll be yeah. honest with you. I don't give a shit about little Timmy, dude. These are my <laughs> movies, bro. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, that's the thing. Like, people give too much shit to, like, Multiverse of Madness. But, like, in part, like, that, that is the reason why we have Logan and the MCU and X-Men First Class. And, like, yeah, sure, they don't address them directly. But, like, it basically tells you, like, hey, it's everything, you know? Like, yeah, so, like, like, in, yeah. I, like, what I mean, like, what I mean is, like, now that I watch, like, a Marvel movie, right? Any Marvel movie, you know? venom you know like it's like oh this is a part of the bigger story it's not just oh this is separate no it's not separate anymore is it made by the same studios no but like it's the mcu it's yeah it also opens the doors to more um stylistic type of directors to uh create movies for the mcu like i know i always talk about this but like edgar wright was supposed to do ant-man and so yeah, he was doing all his Edgar Wright stuff. You know, he did. Yeah. He has this. Uh, he mainly does like these fast cuts, move moving fast, whip hands. Like that's his thing. And so he was starting to do that in Ant Man. And then MCU was like, Nah, we don't. This is not what we do here. This is not. We can't do that. So that's why we don't have that version of Ant Man. Yeah, there's um, there's definitely like a lack of uh unique directing uh in, in the mcu right like i think a lot of people um you know it's a skill in its own right i guess like fitting into the mold that the mcu wants you to be and you just you know you make the movie that you're supposed to make i mean um i don't know the, the peyton reed is he the guy that did all the ant-man movies i don't know if you guys know i forget uh, like his name directed him yeah that sounds right and and, and and that kind of goes goes more to my point like you know, it doesn't matter who the director of the Ant-Man movies were. They all kind of fit like the same kind of style, right? So that's kind of yeah. Peyton Reed's um, Peyton Reed. But he, he probably didn't get to, to flex as much as he wanted to as, you know, right. as a, you know, for a fact, Edgar Wright would have, right? If that movie were, were to be made. So for the reasons that uh, people, I, I don't like Multiverse Mattis. It's not like my, my favorite movie of all time, but I do like that it kind of is pushing the genre a little bit forward in the MCU. Like you can have, you know like supernatural horror you know what i mean like it's all kind of the same thing i hope that um, yeah. all these genres get explored so yeah exactly. and br bring in more directors like uh, sam raimi i mean you know what i mean they all have unique uh, directing styles that i would love to see um, right. in an mcu film so yeah yeah and uh i i guess that's that's our top threes uh, i know we're running long on this one but we do have a uh, one more topic that i like i mean maybe two topics but like shortly um, yeah yeah we don't we don't have to you know be here for the next hour talking about these next topics but um so so christian i think that um 
because I have you and Lex on, right? I would love to get your guys' thoughts on not like super into like the writer strike and stuff. Um, but you know, obviously that is something that, you know, is ongoing currently, like as we're recording, it doesn't seem like it's going to be ended in the near future. It seems like it's going to be ongoing for at least a little bit. Um, and the reason why um, I chose this as the topic is because we're seeing, we're seeing the result of the writer strike, like, you know, right before our eyes, we saw yesterday that they um, shifted a bunch of Disney movies around for like the next 10 years. Right. Um, they like pushed everything back almost like almost two years in some cases. Yeah. Avatar um, five is Avatar five is coming out in 2031. Oh yeah. I did see that. <laughs> it's so funny that they're even, I mean, I get it. They're Disney and they're billion, billion, billion dollar company or whatever, but I don't know what I'm eating for dinner tomorrow, bro. The fact that they're planning movies for like almost 10 years into the future is crazy, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I was get. I'll, I'll say like, and and, and I want to hear what Lex has to say about it, is my my. I can't explain it like this. As someone who has like written my own things and like you know, a writer, I guess. Um, I you know yeah, Adam Conover, hundred percent. What's up? You know Adam Conover or whatever his name is, from Adam oh, uh, Adam Rooms everything. Yeah. Uh, he posted a TikTok where he was like. He found out they were filming a Marvel movie, and he was like, "Oh, let's go stop it." And right. he went. A bunch of writers they did a blockade, and like they had to stop filming. And like, a lot of people were like, "Oh, f- you know, fuck you!" Like, you know, like our movies. But like, someone wrote that movie, you know, and that person's not getting paid fairly. You know, like, are you gonna work if you're not getting paid enough? Yeah, that's what I think. A lot of people just, I mean. They're thinking about it as if like the MCU is like their toys and their toy box and they they're so happy to see all these movies. And, you know, that's cool, right? That, that you're a kind of fan, I guess. But a true fan would be, you know, someone who can enjoy these projects and things. But you still you got to see the people behind. You know what I mean? Like you got to see see the people that worked on the thing. Yeah, I they mean, need to have and, like, and it's like lives. with like they need to have livable wages, right? Like it's so crazy to me that without without getting into like a very heavy topic here, uh, but it, same same idea. Uh, Wood, right? He he's had some sexual allegations against him, and like I've seen a lot of people like, oh, Marvel, like this or like the MCU, they like, should do like. Why are we thinking about Marvel, dude? I know, right? Like <laughs> that's someone, the last thing that someone potentially like got assaulted someone and like with the writer strike someone's not getting paid like we i love these movies more than a lot of things in my life and i'm willing to like forget about them if there's an issue at hand you know that's called empathy brother you got like, empathy. It, does, it doesn't matter <laughs> if you love empathy. these movies like there is problems that need to be addressed before you can watch avengers 7 rise of the resistance you know i don't yeah dude um lex um, all right, so what I can say about it is another thing is writers always are going to get the most shit because if someone doesn't like the movie, they blame the writing, but they don't know that, you know, the writer sells the the script and there can be rewrites, rewrites from the director, from the producer. They're like, they could like totally from change it. And then the writer is still going to get blamed if the movie is not good. And it's like when you're the original writer and it changed and you got all your shit changed, then it's like, well, I didn't write that. Someone else wrote that. The director wrote that. The producer added something. So that's also another thing to keep in mind is that that like the writers are always getting blamed. At least let them get paid for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I, I was listening to this like story about the guy who wrote the bear. You know the bear, right? Oh yeah, dude, love the bear. I, I haven't guy, seen it all, but I do love the bear. That guy didn't like. He won an Emmy for best writing, and he had to borrow a suit because he couldn't afford it. It's crazy. Yeah. Like this man, literally, like they named him the best at what he does, and he can't even <laughs> he can't even afford a suit. Yeah, dude. I, so. Along the same lines, sort of, uh, this past weekend, right, the, the hashtag on uh, hashtag on Twitter was going around. It's a like, hashtag comics broke me, right? 
and it was like it was so tough to read i don't know if you guys saw this but um, I saw it. it's just all these comic book industry people just telling their stories about how you know like they got pushed out of the industry that they they love that they write they love writing comics but they were just forced out because it's just not it's very hard to make a living um and and you know these characters that they had a part in creating are tied to the mcu and now they're making like billions of dollars right and then you turn around and the original creators are like you know they're not even like they're like yeah, the, doing some other job because they the guy who the guy the guy who created uh and i'm sorry i don't know the name the guy who created uh spider-man 2099 which we just who we just saw in across the spider-verse can't even pay for his cancer treatment right now that's crazy he doesn't get money because his character is being used he basically created the character and they stole it and like think about that you know same with the writers it's the same thing dude it's it's all it's all in the same like it's all the same thing just um i guess you know big execs thinking that um i don't know creativity is not as important as as it truly is i mean you guys wouldn't you know, there's nothing to sell if you guys don't have a show. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing to, there's nothing to sell if you guys don't have a good movie that is written well by a human being, not some like AI that's just spitting out like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I don't know. It's it's all related, and it's it's just tough to see. Uh, you know, all these different industries going through kind of the same, um, growing pains. I guess I will say because I, I think at the end of the day, the writers are gonna they're gonna get their way. I mean, there's no. You know what I mean? Like Hollywood doesn't exist without the writers. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Like, so I mean, you have to write the script before you film it. So yeah, and it, I I don't think people <laughs> truly understand like what the world would look like if it was if all the content you consumed was AI generated. I mean that w- without getting too dark, I think that would be like you just kill me because <laughs> that doesn't yeah. sound. I shoot myself probably. That doesn't sound like a, a fun world to live in where it's all just like. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, last topic. Um, and I want to say this. We're going to talk about something that Alexa is like talking about this. She's not getting paid. This is just like sharing an anecdote, you know? She doesn't make okay. any extra money from promoting this. Okay. But Lex, you have something coming out tomorrow. When we're recording, right? Or is it or when we go up? Tomorrow when we're recording. So June 15th. You talking about the movie that I worked on last year? Yes. Jagged yes. Mind. <laughs> you can find it on Hulu. <laughs> I, I think it's so cool. It's so cool that I know someone who's worked on a movie. I just put that out there. Ah, I think that's, that's super cool. sick. Um, Ryle and I are definitely going to check it out. Cool. Um, but I don't know. Like, I, Just like overall, I guess, like, what was your experience like working on this movie? Did you have like a, a good experience? Okay, it was definitely tough. Like it was, yeah. it was the toughest thing I ever worked on. Um, even though, like, what my position was, we they're called production assistants, but we all had our individual roles. Right. And my role was called walkies and distro, and I had to make sure like everyone's walkie talkies were charged, and I had like this bucket <laughs> with everyone's batteries. And I would collect the dead ones um, and then give them hot batteries. Well, we call them, so when they're dead, we call them cold batteries. And then when right. they're hot, I mean, they're charged. So that's what, it's like an industry I love term. the lingo, dude. Yeah, like that's the thing I really had to learn. That was also hard. Like talking on the walkie-talkie, like I had to learn. There was a language. This is a, That was like a learning curve for me. And plus, we were in Miami and it was... It was summertime, so it was really hot and really muggy. And then, of course, we had this rain. So we had to, like, really adapt to the weather, make sure we don't get heat exhaustion, and plus we don't get electrocuted by the rain. <laughs> um, yeah, that's true, right? Uh, but, yeah, it was it was a lot. It was a lot. And then we also had overnight shoots. Um, so my ske- my sleep schedule was entirely flipped i was nocturnal for a little bit i, will I, say. I think i didn't see right. her for like in a month i maybe saw her twice yeah really yeah, yeah. okay Dang. it was it was a lot but it, I, it it taught me a lot you know i learned from it and my um my boss which was the the second 
AD or the yeah the second AD was he was tough but he was he was a good teacher. <laughs> I uh I saw that um I guess like oh, dang I forgot his name you guys are gonna kill me but the guy who plays Barry in the show Barry the HBO show oh, yes Bill Hader yeah Phil Hader thank you yeah. um so I saw something that um it was like one of Phil Hader's crew and they were describing like how uh or Bill Hader Bill Hader Bill Hader yeah gotcha yeah so so they're describing like how how great bill was as like a as a director um and i think i read somewhere that um a lot of people were saying it's because he he was a pa like when he started or yes, something like he was that a cast pa for arnold schwarzenegger that was that's right yes yeah so like it, it was just so interesting to see um because i knew that you were going to be on the show and then i that just popped up on my feed like someone um describing like their experience uh working with bill and how how great bill was as a director because he got a start as a pa and he you know you grind so hard and you know you know i don't know you're just more understanding of like everybody that's uh, you know on the set and stuff like that you're not just you know so focused on yeah whatever but so yeah i don't know just i don't think being a pa is a, is a job for me just from what what you've described here and then um what you know like the stories that i've heard but i don't know hats off yeah. to hats off to you guys i think it's so sick but. Yeah, it is. It's really tough because you know you have people asking you for things. It's a, you're you know you have to make sure to maintain like what's the priority, you know, like I remember there was this one time like I had to do like my boss told me to do something, but then the director told me to do something, and I'm like, who am I supposed to listen to right now? Like who? That's like, a good point. So. It's, it's hard to kind of uh, balance all of that. But to mention Bill Hader, um, my dad actually told me this, that he got into acting because he wanted to get into directing. And so when, you know, Bill Hader becomes Bill Hader and he's doing Barry, they're like, right. so who should we get to direct um, for this second season? And he was like, I'll do it. But he's never directed anything in his life. But he was just, you know, he's known. He's got the name for it. And they just let him do it. And then they were like, wait a minute. Can he really direct? And they're like, I don't know. And then it ended up being fine. But that was also kind of a little little fact. Yeah, I, I mean, I love it. I mean, it just sounds like Bill Bill is like one of those guys in Hollywood that, you know, like kind of like Keanu, right? Where it should be so cool to meet him and talk to him. But um, yeah, it just sounds like, you know, having that ground floor, like PA experience. Uh, and then, you know, obviously he's worked with a ton of great directors, I'm sure. So he, you know, picks up a lot of things from them, but, um, but yeah, dude, I just think it's so cool that I know someone has been work who's worked on a movie Christian. I think it's so sick. <laughs> yeah. Coming out on a Hulu June 15th, Jagged Mind. Jagged Mind. Uh, so uh, one other question, Lex, uh, so you said this was the summer, this was like last summer. Yes. And then, last summer. okay. And then it took it. How how long was like the shooting schedule? Did it go for a couple months or? Yeah, two months. It wasn't that long in retrospect because usually it takes longer. Like an MCU movie, I think takes like what a year or so. But okay. This, this movie was low budget, but like low budget in a high budget criteria. Yeah, like any sense. Right. It was like oh, we filmed for like I don't know, like two million or something like that. Yeah, no, you you hear low budget and you expect like twenty thousand. No, two million is a low budget movie. Yeah, which is crazy because then you go into what micro budget and that's like two hundred. Gotcha. Right. Right. And then you do things like in short films, like like student films. You just call them no budget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're no budget. <laughs> like the films we made in school, no budget. My my. I made two short films in school, and I think I spent six hundred dollars in between both of them. Right, yeah, they, that's like pocket change for them. <laughs> I love that, dude. Well, don't don't they say too? Like, isn't like the industry rule like you're supposed to double it for marketing or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> nice though. That's cool. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah jagged mind. June yeah, 15th, check it out now. She doesn't really get anything from us promoting it, but stay right. after the, you know, <laughs> look at the credits. Her name's oh, there. My name, yeah. No, 
I mean, I mean, Lex, you got an IMDb page, right? I mean, that's just that's just so cool, right there. <laughs> yeah, um, I do. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know, Christian. Is that is that a good place to end it? Yeah, uh, Lex, uh, you want to promote your content? Uh, I know you have a, you know, YouTube's, TikToks, whatever you want to promote. All right, um, I'll promote my YouTube channel. You can find it at at Alexa V delgado um i also have a blog that's more film related it's called the martini shot um uh, dot i think uh martini shot dot blog i think that's what it is we'll put it in the bio there we go and uh yeah no some of my favorite youtube videos not as a boyfriend just as a watcher i can say that because i send them to cody and I had no reason to do so. Well, yeah, I mean, I like, you know, I, I watch them not because I'm Christian's friend and, you know, he's dating you, Lex. I, I watch them because they're actually good. Like, I, I liked your whole Vlogmas thing. I think that was so much fun. I already mentioned that with your dad. Thank and then, you. you know, every time you have, like, a vlog, like your New York vlog, I thought that was, um, I don't know, you just got a real eye for for just capturing random good-looking things. So, yeah. Thank you. Good stuff. Be sure to check out Lex's links in the description. Yeah, and uh, you know, it was a good episode. I had fun. Um, I I'm sick, so like dying currently. But Cody, um, let's talk about what we're gonna be doing uh tomorrow, as of recording this video. Well, I don't know. Does that even make sense? Because it won't matter. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. We're, this is we're just gonna see each other, you know. That's yeah, cool. dude. So yeah, it'd be cool. Um, for those that are. As those that don't know, Christian and I, by the time this is posted, we've already been to AwesomeCon. But yeah, look, looking forward to seeing Christian again. And if anything, some goofy videos. if you're so, listening yeah. to this, go watch the content we have put out about it already. <laughs> I mean, that puts a lot of pressure on us to actually make a, like, more, a lot of content and have it ready to go, Christian. But yeah, I, listen, <laughs> be listen. sure to check it out. <laughs> yeah, listen, Cody, last words. Last words. Uh, no, just thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. That's been Color Break, a comic book podcast. Your third favorite, in fact. That's what we say here. Uh, thanks for watching.